M-S-W Media. Hey everybody, it's AG and welcome to Refried Beans, where we play an episode of the Daily Beans podcast from the same week, either one, two, or three years ago, so we can see how far we've come. So please enjoy this episode from days gone by and note the date in the intro. Refried beans. I like refried beans. That's why I want to try fried beans, because maybe they're just as good and we're, we're wasting time. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, February 11th, 2021. Today, the Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney opens a criminal investigation into former President Donald Trump. Twitter announces Trump's ban is permanent, even if he runs for office in 2024. Biden announces that the United States is sanctioning the military leaders who directed the coup in Myanmar. And the impeachment trial is underway with Democratic arguments. I'm A.G. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Wow, Dana, just watching this today has been... A lot. Emotional. It's yeah. been really emotional. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, normally I, I know that we both bring the comedy and I'll, I'll still, I'm sure it'll still work its way in, but this was intense today and watching hours of it, hours of it. I don't understand how any Republican at this point could, but, but you know. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit, but it, yeah, it's been, you know, anybody, anybody who is going out on social media and saying none of this matters because... They won't convict him anyway. It does matter. It does matter that we see it presented this way. It matters historically that the Democrats are doing their constitutional duty by bringing the impeachment. Uh, it matters. I think it matters a lot. Uh, I think that 100%. Americans are going to have a very different view now of what ha- happened that day. Uh, and that's in- incredibly important, not just historically and not just so that we know the truth, but so that... We can hold any GOP senators who vote to acquit accountable after seeing this, and and we'll get into we'll get into a little we'll get into it a little bit um, in the hot notes today. Uh, also, a little bit later, um, we're going to be talking with Margaret Cho, uh, who's incredible. She has a new after hours adult only sex advice show that she's premiering. On Valentine's Day, February 14th, and it's going to be really incredible. And we're going to talk about the bits and pieces of, of how we're all sort of coping with sex and romance and love, uh, often at a distance because we're all in lockdown and how, you know, we are adaptable and um you know, moving through this as best we can, kind of a necessity is the mother of invention type of a discussion. And it's it's really fascinating. She's always so funny, too. She's <laughs> always so good. So I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, she's she's absolutely wonderful. And we got we get to meet her new pets. So there's a little sneak preview as well. She's Fabulous. got a couple new, a couple new, I would call them fur babies, but they're naked. So they're not exactly fur babies, but you, you'll see what I mean. Uh, also, join uh, Dana and I live. We're going to be talking about uh, getting a little me. bit more. <laughs> yes, thank you. Join Dana and me live on Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. We're going to get a little more personal. Talk, uh, you know, it's the after party. Talk more about what we're watching today, what we'll be watching tomorrow, which is today for you. You know, time is weird. Uh, but that's on the stereo app. So download the stereo app. It's free. And um, you can join that conversation, ask us questions, uh, sing songs for us, make comments. Uh, it's interactive. It's it's fun. I enjoy it. It is a lot of fun. So do I. I think we can get, you know, a little more personal uh, and have some content you might not hear necessarily on this show. Uh, so we appreciate you yeah. joining us for that. Even if it turns into a group therapy session tomorrow, let's do it. I know a lot of you are probably overwhelmed as well. So join us. We'll blow off some steam, comfort each other. Hopefully uh, you can feel heard and ask some questions. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Uh, And so we do have uh, some news from under the radar. We're all watching this impeachment trial today. Um, But there are uh, other things going on and we want to tell you about them. So let's do that. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Outside of the impeachment, I think the lead story today is that prosecutors in Fulton County, Georgia, have initiated a criminal investigation into former President Donald Trump's attempts to overturn Georgia's election results, including that phone call he made to Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, in which Trump pressured him to, quote, find enough votes to help him reverse his loss. (laughs) 
And and quickly, I think that's really important uh, in you know the legal aspects of this because the the thing that makes it fraud, the thing that makes it election interference, is that on the phone Trump said that uh, you know there were over four hundred thousand votes that that were missing for him in Georgia or were stolen or dead people voted. And if if his argument and his defense criminally, which it may be in which if I were his criminal uh, defense attorney, I would argue, you know, to go toward intent that he truly believed that he won. So it can't be election interference. Uh, but the argument is dashed when you realize that if he truly believed he won by 400,000 votes, he would have asked them to get the 400,000 votes. He wouldn't have asked them absolutely for 11,780 votes <laughs> to make just up one more, just one more than Biden. a fraudulent number of votes. That is the fraud part. So, you know, we'll we'll continue to follow that. And on Wednesday, that's Fannie Willis is her name. She's the recently elected Democratic prosecutor in Fulton County. She sent a letter to numerous officials in state government, including Mr. Raffensperger, requesting they preserve documents related to, quote, an investigation into attempts to influence the administration of the 2020 Georgia general election. So that's what's going on there. And I think they will indeed save those. So that makes me feel uh, very hopeful. I don't think there's going to be any paper destruction there because Raffensperger, I think, was horrified by that call. That's why he recorded it, right? Exactly. Yeah. 18 other calls before that. And then, of course, Rudy. And they were like, wait, if Rudy's going to ask us to find votes, we're recording this shit from now on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Rudy and uh, Graham, Lindsey Graham called them too, right? Oh, and thank so- you. Yes, it was Graham's. It was Graham's. <laughs> Yeah, it's graham crackers. It's hard to keep all the grifting straight. I know. I know. So many criminals. Oh, right. Well, some good news for this Twitter, for the Twitter sphere. Twitter has announced the suspension of Donald is a permanent thing. That's even if he runs for president in 2024, um, up until, you know, just before the election, they basically said, you know, he's the president and he basically can get away with more than other people can get away with. And they finally put the gauntlet down. He broke the rules again. They suspended him. But this is now a permanent suspension, which is good. He'll have to find another platform. He may even invent another platform, but at least it won't be Twitter. Yeah. And and that's really interesting, too, you know, as we get into and a little bit talking about impeachment and and where the GOP senators are now, even after watching everything, it still looks like they're in the mind to acquit. It doesn't look like too many were swayed, but there seems to be a little bit of a break. We'll get into that in a minute. But, uh, you know, considering a, a looming acquittal that he cannot get back on Twitter if he runs again in 2024 is rather a big deal. Yeah. You know? And um, for everyone who was kind of listening to our tiny history of of Myanmar yesterday, today, President Joe Biden announced uh, that the United States will sanction Myanmar's military leaders after last week's coup in the country. In brief remarks, Biden said he had approved a new executive order allowing the U.S. to immediately sanction the military leaders who directed the coup, their business interests, as well as close family members. He said they would identify targets of those sanctions this week. So, you know, we, we knew that they had opposed it. Today, he officially announced sanctions. Which is good. He's, he's again doing what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, he's, he's doing his job. He hasn't golfed. Wait, has he golfed once? It's been three weeks. I haven't seen him golfing. No. Nope. No golfing. What the hell? Mm-mm. He's gone to church on Sundays. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Are we paying for that? Am I paying for him to go to church? <laughs> yes, technically. I guess it's a couple bucks, but yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, you know what? Put an extra hundred in that collection plate, Joe, Uncle Joe. I'll put it in my federal taxes. All right. Um, this is day two of impeachment and the trial in the Senate is underway, as we know. This is a lot. Um, we were talking about it at the top of the hour, AG and I are a little... I, I would say uh, not a little, a lot rattled by what we saw today. I imagine most of the country is, including, and I'll just kick it off with this. Um, I think it was probably very scary for Mitt Romney to realize that um, Officer Goodman saved his life that day. Like he had no idea he came that close to the mob. And Mitt can whip up some votes here. Like, I think it's time for him to really take a stand and talk to the people that are still reachable. Yeah, there was a couple of things that um, some some new evidence. We talked about this yesterday. What could the new evidence be? What could the new evidence be? It is the um, security cameras from within the Capitol. Right. Where we got different views. Uh, and, and it is I thought I thought it was very powerful seeing it from the inside watching them breach the Capitol. And like you said, that new security footage of Officer Goodman running past Mitt Romney and one of Mitt Romney's aides and saying, this way, uh, follow me, and leading him away from probably dying. Yeah. Uh, and that's 
just absolutely incredible. Mitt Romney has commented saying, you know, I didn't, I had no idea how close I came. Uh, he, he, you know, he's, he's kept his comments to a minimum. I think he's shocked. Um, and so th- that was intriguing. Some, uh, some other pieces of evidence that, that came out today that I didn't know about, but apparently were publicly reported. First of all, Stacey Plaskett, hero. Fantastic. My goodness. She came with receipts. Mm. Receipts. Delegate from the Virgin Islands. Absolutely going to be a rising star in the Democratic Party. She showed us that they actually didn't have a permit to march to the Capitol until Trump intervened. Yeah, that's damning evidence. That shows me uh, specifically that that he was involved uh, and had something to do had he had everything to do with it. But it, you know, here's a receipt showing it. And then, of course, um, just a few minutes ago, they played the phone call, uh, the voicemail from Rudy Giuliani to Senator Coach Tuberville. Did you did you hear that one, Dana? Oh, yeah. Remember the, he thought he was leaving it on. He left it on someone else's voicemail. It wasn't even on Tuberville's. Right. Mike Lee. And he was saying just delay. And this was as the Capitol was being breached. They showed us side by side. Yeah. Uh, and and said, just delay. And that is what Trump was thinking. And I think that the evidence of, you know, because after watching everything today, after watching the buildup, all the tweets, all the incitement, all of the election, all of the big lie, the election lies, the the court cases, whipping his, you know, base into a frenzy. After all that, the Republicans are like, nah. Uh, Castor said, that doesn't show that it was his fault. These These rioters acted on their own. Senator Cruz said something similar after watching all that. But now what they're getting into is what how Trump reacted afterwards, during and afterwards. And I think that that goes straight to intent. And if this were a criminal trial, I think it would pr- be proven beyond a reasonable doubt, uh, you know, because he was walking around delighted. He was confused as to why other people weren't as happy as he was with what he was seeing on television. He retweeted a video of his speech at the Ellipse during uh, during the whole after seeing all of the violence uh, erupt on television. And uh, again, Rudy Giuliani making that call saying delay it a little while, delay the votes, uh, vote to, you know, sign on to some state just to delay it. Because they thought that this wouldn't be it. They I really believe that Donald thought that they would make it into the Senate. And I don't. I know he wanted them to to riot. I know he wanted them to storm the Capitol. I don't think he thought ahead of, oh, my God, people may die. It was more of they're going to interrupt this vote. They'll delay it. And it didn't happen. It's like almost calling in a bomb threat. But the bomb goes off like next door to the building that was supposed to get blown up, if that makes any sense. And so everyone's like, all right, well, let's get back to work now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and what I'm just learning now, what we're just learning, I shouldn't say just, it's only me. They called me and told me. No, uh, <laughs> what we're... <laughs> What we're learning now is that the uh, shit lawyers that Donald Trump has hired are now scrambling uh, how to retort, you know, to what we've seen today. And their what their plan is, is to find video of Democrats saying we have to fight like hell to prove that the phrase fight like hell. Right doesn't incite insurrections. And that's absolutely ignoring the totality of the evidence. Um. Uh, I, it's just such a flimsy argument. It's also ignoring context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think that uh, GOP any GOP senators are going to convict or or acquit based on on that defense. I think they're the defense they're going to hide behind is that it's not constitutional, uh, which is also incorrect. Um, but what was great today, Raskin opened up with the point you and I spoke about yesterday, Dana. Is that right? You and I? Yeah. Yep, that one's right. <laughs> <laughs> that the question of constitutionality is now settled. So you can't vote based on constitutionality. We have settled that argument. It is settled. Mm-hmm. So you, they will. They'll hide behind it. Uh, but but he, he brought that point up. It's a very important point. Um, something that's really infuriating is the reports about Holly putting oh. his feet up 
uh, ignoring the evidence. In the, yeah, he's in the upstairs gallery too. He's not even like mm-hmm. on the on the floor. There's he's a he's a floor up, just kind of hanging out where people would be normally if it wasn't the pandemic. He's up there just by himself. I don't know, getting fucking paperwork done with a couple Manila envelopes he carried in with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and there are some uh, GOP senators watching from the cloakroom so that they don't even have to be on the floor. It's an absolute dereliction of duty. There's I don't think that there's anything that can be done about it other than to point it out. You know, um, and get that fact out to the American people and his constituents. But he's ignoring this. One of the CNN correspondents actually said that Rand Paul was doodling a picture of the Capitol during testimony. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just not paying attention. At all. I actually think, and we talked about this yesterday, I'm not sure if we did, but, you know, the lawyers argued that, you know, uh, Leahy, I think we said this yesterday, if, you know, they're saying he shouldn't preside over this because he's he's an opponent. He's been very vocally um, in opposition of Trump. That means every Republican senator who said they were going to acquit before they heard evidence should also be dismissed from the jury under that argument. Yes. And they should not get to vote. Yeah, same argument. If you already know how you're going to vote before you're presented with evidence. You're not impartial. No, you're not. And unfortunately, it's a political process and not a criminal one. Otherwise, those jurors would be dismissed. Speaking of jurors, what was that shit? What was that note passed? Did you see yeah. that from one of the Republican jurors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm wondering about this, too. And I'm hoping they call it out. I ho- I'm hoping Schumer calls it out. Um, a note was passed from a Republican juror to Schoen. Uh, during the Democratic impeachment manager's presentation today. Uh, and I believe Trump was making phone calls to to senators um, during uh, during the presentation as well. So we'll have to find out what that's about. But um, there was another uh, video that was shown today from new video from um, from inside the Capitol, Capitol security camera footage where Schumer was led up a ramp and then immediately turned around and ran the other way because the mob was coming. Uh, I remember Swalwell talking about everyone being within 58 steps when they were ushering the senators down the hallway and the police were actually forming a barricade with their bodies between that hallway and the mob. They're 58 steps away. Uh, Swalwell paced it out. And then Plaskett um, introduced the video where Trump tells the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. When, when he was asked to specifically condemn white supremacists and Proud Boys. Uh, and, of course, the Proud Boys ado- adopted that phrase as their official slogan, and they created merchandise and wore it during the attack on the Capitol. Yet somehow, Trump's legal defense is that it's got nothing to do with Trump. And she laid it out. When, I mean, it was perfect when she said, you know, you can't say you didn't know about this was going to get violent. Every one of Trump's team scours those conservative websites. They saw all this. They did nothing. They did nothing. Yeah, the evidence is very powerful. And in any criminal court, there would be a conviction. Um, Unfortunately, that's not where we are. But again, don't be like, it doesn't matter. It does matter. It matters immensely that we all saw what we saw today and that we continue to put it on the record and that we do what we're constitutionally obligated to do. I just want everyone to know there will be other investigations. There will be congressional investigations and criminal investigations into this. We will hear and see other witnesses. There are other opportunities to hold the leaders of this accountable. Um, So don't lose faith. I know it's hard knowing that these senators, like you said, Dana, have already decided how they're going to vote without having seen the evidence. But you could just kind of keep that in mind. This isn't the only shot. And it's it's incredibly important that we go through this exercise. I agree. I agree. All right, everybody, stand by. We're, we're going to be right back. We're going to stand back and stand by. <laughs> I don't even know how to segue into this next segment. Uh, but we're going to be right back with one of my favorite comedians of all time, brilliant activist uh, and just incredible human being. Margaret Cho is going to be with us and we're going to be talking about sex stuff. So if the kids are listening and you, you know, you want them to get into politics and stuff like that, maybe, you know, earmuffs, but up to you. Uh, But it will be an adult conversation. We're going to do that right after this break. So stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, I'm honored to be joined by one of the most influential people in comedy, actor, writer, social critic, ally 
the poodle on The Masked Singer and sex positive icon. Please welcome Margaret Cho. Margaret, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Hi. 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 It's It seems like it's been forever since I've been up there and we recorded um, a, a little Muller She Wrote episode with you. Uh, I was hoping to see how you were doing. Just first of all, how's everything going? How's it been going with the lockdown? You know, I have given in to just having all of the animals, you know, because <laughs> usually I'm like on the road doing comedy and I've always taken my dog with me. But then since I'm pretty much home now and I've been here for a year and then I'll be here another year probably before I go out again. I don't know if I will, but, it, you know, for at least nine months. So I have these two kitties that are here and um so, you know, cats are so different. I've had dogs for 30 years, but cats are totally different. So this is um, a new kind of emergence into the pet world. And I, I think it's interesting how they retain some of the wild also. So there's part of them or that's really quite unknowable. Um, but I'm really having a great time. So that, that, that like, and I've, I've been on tour for 35 years and I've never really been home. This is the first time in many, 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 many years. Um, as an first time as an adult, I've actually been home. So I'm like learning the comforts of home. I've been doing a lot of clay pot cookery and uh, doing some voiceovers and some live streaming, which will happen on Valentine's Day for my show um, there. But uh, that I love Zoom shows, podcasts, those kinds of things. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I've been doing everything from home. I've stopped doing tours and stage shows. Yeah. Uh, and I, I miss it, but I also love what I'm doing. And, you know, you briefly mentioned um, you're podcasting and you're doing all this, all these great things from, from home. But you briefly mentioned your After Hours with Margaret Cho, which is going to come out on February 14th, Valentine's Day at 5 p.m. Yes. Tell us a little bit about this adults-only sex advice show because you've always been a sex-positive icon. You've always promoted this, and I'm really looking forward to this. So talk a little bit about what got you interested in this and 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 a little bit about what you're going to be talking about. Well, I'm excited about this kind of a live stream. It's the first really big one I've done. I've done quite a few uh, internet shows, but this will be the first like very where it's all... On my thing and then um so it's i think that valentine's day is such a loaded day because we're sort of it's it's kind of filled with all these expectations about relationship and where we should be with that and romance and everything and really i think it's kind of it's that's ridiculous it's just supposed to be a day where we should celebrate ourselves and celebrate self-love and have fun and have questions and so it's about sex advice i have a bondage expert on who's really incredible um, I have uh, Atsuko Okasaka and um, Daniel uh, Rug Webb who are going to come and join me. And it's going to be really, I think, a fun, um, very informative show. I want to move into like a real like Dr. Ruth space because I feel like I'm entering that. Like I really get it. And I got her vibrator and I'm so into it. It's the oscillator. Okay. So I really love the Dr. Ruth branded vibrator. It's definitely awesome. A Rosselator. I'm writing that down. So I'm good. A note because because here's the thing, right? In lockdown now, we have so many different ways of expressing ourselves sexually and romantically. Uh, things are changing. The way that we communicate and the way that we talk to each other are so different now that you can't sort of rely on the same old sex advice, which was always very good. It's different now. Talk a little bit about how are you going to be sort of getting into that and how we sort of cope with being in lockdown and how we deal with that sexually and emotionally? Absolutely. I think that it's still very easy to have sex in lockdown. I mean, and I think it's easier to meet people now more than ever on on these apps. But what we could do is if you meet somebody that you like, you could take a few weeks to get tested and then also spend that time getting to know them on FaceTime or just, you know, whatever it is, but really kind of investigating the person. And then after that two week period or however sort of like self quarantine has happened and you're both checked out, you can meet and see if there's an energy spark, but it gives us a time to pause and really think about the person that 
we're reaching out to. And so it doesn't have to be so um, terrible. You know, it's just more about taking our time with things. And, and we know more than we did last year about COVID. And, and, and so there's a way to around stuff. And also, you know, it makes me think about AIDS and how as a community, we really were looking for ways to be sexy without fluid bonding. And that's where the entire amaz amazing um, BDSM community emerged from. And, you know, because it was a way to be really intense with our feelings, yet still stay safe. And so this is like a really important adjustment in society that happened after AIDS. And so now I think that there will be another adjustment through COVID because, you know, and I think the gay community, we're very poised to understand plague because we've been there and we've been through this very destructive plague. And so now it's almost like, oh, this again. Now this is a different style, but we can get into it. Yeah. And the like those of us that are our age, <clears throat> you know, we're and, and people who are very sex positive, pro sex work, we, we know what it means to wait, pause, be tested, et cetera. And so I think it's absolutely not just wonderful, but also vital that we show younger generations who didn't go through that, yeah. that it's not not bad. It's actually good. There's positive things about it, right? Yeah, there's a lot of positive things about it. And there's a lot of connection that we can have, even if we're not physically in the same space. So, you know, this really uh, promotes the idea of sexy talking, whether it's um, old school phone sex. So let's just get in and on a landline and without call waiting and let's just talk on the phone. <laughs> like that's a very old school. And so there's ways to connect that we're not, you know, even thinking about. So it's thinking outside of all of the stuff that we were used to before. Yeah. And, and also I think it's sort of important that as we learn to adapt and grow sexually and romantically in this COVID space, We've also been seeing kind of a revolution, not kind of, definitely a revolution in the rules of relationships changing and how people view one another and monogamy and polyamory and, and sex positive BDSM uh, and uh, BDSM and those kinds of things. We've, we had already started incorporating those different kinds of relationships into our world. And now it's just another sort of step toward understanding how many different kinds of relationships there are and how many different ways there are to express yourself sexually. Exactly. And we're forced to evolve because of the conditions of our environment. But I think that we can take it in a really positive direction. We can learn from it. So I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm trying to embrace what is really positive about what's come out of all of this. And so that'll be the show. And also, like, I want to learn stuff, too. So this is going to be really fun. Absolutely. Now, I, I, I have a couple more questions about teaching and learning, but I do have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? Yes. Oh, so wonderful. All right, everyone, stand by. We'll be right back. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking to Margaret Show and your show coming out live stream February 14th. Um, I'm very excited. It's an adult adults only um, a sex advice show. And before the break, we were talking a little bit about how you don't only want to teach and give advice, but that you have a lot to learn. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because me as, a, you know, as a 47 year old Gen Xer, I am learning so much from from others that I hadn't thought possible before, as far as kind of molding my the way that I express my sexuality and have relationships now, especially in COVID times? Yes, it's interesting. And I learned so much from younger people, too. That's really phenomenal. This last year, I, I um, hosted the first online virtual Folsom Street Fair, which is the largest BDSM festival in the world. And so we were seeing um, people who were sending in videos from everywhere. And some of the young new fetishes were like blowing my mind. There was a guy that was like duct taping himself and it was all duct tape. And it was just like the sound of sticking and unsticking the tape. And it was so interesting. Like it was kind of ASMR tape sticking, but it was also like um, sort of a hair uh, removal thing. But it was also like kind of industrial, but it was very modern and very intense. And so. 
this was new. And also there was a lot of like uh, young women who were um, and uh, non-gender conforming people who were doing pain play, not with leather, not with whips or latex or anything like that, but with cactus, cactus, uh, all vegetable based, plant based BDSM. <laughs> which is the future. It was like <laughs> beyond BDSM. It was really incredible. I was like, wow, this is totally cruelty free cruelty. And it was so mind blowing. So this is like the new phase of what we're going into. And so I'm, I'm like, this is so imaginative, yet we're still in the same kind of space of pain play, power dynamics. It's, it's awesome. That's, it's so important too that you bring up different tactile experiences because as you know we are restricted in a lot of ways right now and there are so many other ways to experience your sexuality besides touching another human being do you know what i mean right right i think that it's like you know now we've got to be more imaginative about where we can feel turned on it like it doesn't have to necessarily be about the mouth, which is everything centered around here. Um, well, like the face and mouth and nose with uh, COVID. So if we sort of take that out, like where are we left with? Like there's so much, there's a whole body. And so there's your ears, which I think is primarily your eyes. These are things that we can do and connect in a very deep way. So whether that's erotic storytelling whether that's descriptive, um, kind of sensory feelings. It's almost like sensory deprivation too, getting into that. So there's a lot of places. I feel like a whole bunch of new fetishes is going to come out of all of the restrictive things that we have to do now in society. Yeah, it reminds me of back when Howard Stern was on Clear Channel and he had to work within a certain con like certain confines of rules. I thought he was so clever uh, as opposed to when he could just do whatever he wanted. And, and, you know, like, I think what you're saying here is necessity is the mother of invention. And I'm really interested to see what kind of creative ways people come up with to express themselves. I know it's really amazing. And I think this is one of the reasons why we've seen such an explosion from young people from TikTok We've seen so much happening, like and a lot of activism on social media. There's so many different ways that we're looking to advance as a society, even though we can't physically be together as a society. So this is really cool. Yeah. And we, we've done this in all sorts of venues as well for, for comedy, for example, or podcasting or, you know, sort of moving into different spaces. I think I think we've shown our ability to adapt. And again, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this show. It's February 14th at 5 p.m. Is that Pacific time? That's Pacific time. Yes. And that's going to and we're going to have links to all that in our social media and on our in our show description so people can find it. Uh, and before before I let you go, I need to talk a little bit more about your two your two new family members. These cats. <laughs> you, look at wait, look at them. They're just like they're so cute. So they're um, uh, they're fourteen weeks old. They're uh, sphinx cats. So I have two because one of them is deaf. So the other one is her um, like just her guide cat. Oh. So she sort of. But it's funny because the deaf one, um, her name um is Sakrika. She Sakrika is so brave and so incredibly like just fearless and. The, the other one, Sarang, which means love in Korean, is a little bit more restrained because I think she has to sort of be like the eyes and ears where, uh, where everything is happening. She's got to be like sort of let Sakura be aware. So they're just really beautiful and um, they're interesting. They're, they're, such, they're such amazing creatures. And I've never had cats before. I've always had dogs. So this is a whole new world of um, fishing line toys. And um, litter boxes, which I love. I love the litter box, actually. I'm, like, super into, like, yes. scooping. It's, like, panning for gold. <laughs> I have, like, a bit of a prospector in me. So every time I'm, like, trying to get, you know, I'm trying to pan for gold in there. And, uh, it, yeah, litter. I have all these different litter sort of accessories. And um, I'm vacuuming a lot. Mm. 
So this is all very different. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I've been a cat person most of my life. And so mm-hmm. you're going to find that the very expensive toys you buy them, they're really not interested in. They're more interested in, uh, you know, a, a wadded up ball of aluminum foil or a plastic milk ring off the top of the milk container. But my favorite cat toy so far, I bought a whole, like for $2, I bought a giant stack of uh, pipe cleaners, those fuzzy pipe cleaners. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, so they like those? Yeah, and I make different little shapes and just weird ball them up and stuff. They love them because they sort of jiggle a little bit, you know? Like Oh, that's they great. Go nuts. They that's go nuts great. I have that. to get one of those. Their most popular toys so far. Well, I had two. One was a dehydrated quail wing, which they um grabbed off of the fishing line and I can't find it now because they just destroyed it and they hit it. They they take the toy and they to hide it. So now it's gone. And then the other one is like a $2 cat dancer, which is just a wire with paper, like a little cardboard at the end. And they love it so much. Yeah. How's, how's Lucia getting along with them? Lucia is starting to try to play with the uh, cat toys <laughs> and starting to chase the fishing line things with them. And um, she runs around with them. She likes their food better than her food. And they like her food better than their food so yes <laughs> it's a bit you know it's a little bit uh kind of crazy i'm starting to also transition them all into raw food so i have a um ground up quail uh with bones and organs defrosting right now so they're going to be very happy very soon i think it's all about the quail the, the quail seems to make them go crazy yeah, very spoiled and how long have you because uh, i met lucia i think the last time i was out there how long have you had lucia yes Lucia is two. She turned two in December and I've had her for about um, 20 months. So almost that entire time. And uh, she's from the Michelson's found animal rescue. And uh, so she is, but she's like so chill. You know, I had them actually, I split up the house in two, had the cats on one side and Lucia on the other side, but um, Lucia broke through (laughs) the door and that she wanted to be with them. And so they have been together since and they're fine. Well, I can see the two kitties up there on their new cat hammock basking in the sun. They do. Staying warm they do. with, they love with it. their naked skins. And they're just adorable. Yes. So congratulations. They're so beautiful. Thank you. I'm becoming a cat mom and you were already an excellent dog mom. And uh, I, for one last time, before I let you go, tell everyone where they can find this show on Valentine's Day and where they can find you and follow you. They can go to rushticks.com on Valentine's Day at 5 p.m. Pacific time for my show After Hours Sex with Margaret. And then um, my Instagram handle is at Margaret underscore Cho. Twitter, I'm at Margaret Cho. And then MargaretCho.com is my website. Awesome. Actor, writer, ally, the poodle on The Mass Singer. <laughs> Sex positive icon. Thank you so much, Margaret. This has been wonderful. Everybody, Margaret Cho. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. Yeah, sex stuff. That's what we talked about. A really great interview. I want to thank Margaret again for coming on the show. She's just so wonderful. She's done so much. I mean, I know Margaret can be so polarizing with her comedy, but man, she's brilliantly funny. No one can deny it. She's... Mm she's fearless she is one of the fearless comedians out there yes 100 percent. and y'all are fearless too i've read through some of these oh yeah <laughs> these today and uh i want to thank you for sending them in if you have anything you want to share with us anything at all corrections confessions me saying dana and me or dana and i keep sending them in uh i need to learn my lesson and uh <laughs> And any pronunciation information, whatever it is, you can you can do that at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. And then, of course, we would always ask for some tax, which includes pod pet photos or your kids or your grandkids or maybe just a calm area in your living space where you hang out and chill. That's always fun to get ideas for that kind of thing, you know, totally to have like little comfy spaces. But let's uh Let's dive in here. The first submission here is from Eddie, pronouns he and him. Hello, Beans team. I've just recently found your podcast. I want to let you know I love it. This is my opinion on a topic you were discussing the other day that was how to respond when someone thanks you for your service. 
I too feel a little uncomfortable. I am the middle of five generations of my family that has either retired, served, or are currently serving in the military. Both of my grandfathers served in the Army during World War II. My father retired after 20 years in the Navy after serving in both Korea and Vietnam. I enjoyed 20 years of service in the Navy. Hey, shipmate. My son spent six years in the Naval Reserve as a CB. Oh, CBs are the best. Before spending 20 years in the Army. How do you go from CB to the Army? Okay, well, I won't give him a hard time. My grandson is currently serving in the Navy, and it remains to be seen if he decides to retire. I asked my son why he decided on the Army after his father and grandfather were in the Navy. Oh, here we go. He said the Army was for him because he couldn't stand those closed-in feelings that he got (laughs) when he would visit me on my ship. (laughs) Okay, fair enough, fair enough. It It is cramped quarters. Uh, One of the factors I considered when deciding to join the Navy was that it would give me the opportunity to travel and see the world. Well, after 20 years of service, I have visited all seven continents, 56 different countries. So when someone thanks me for my service, I don't hesitate to respond with, it was my pleasure. How else would I have been able to see so much of the world? As my pod pet tax, I don't currently have pets, but in a previous life when I had some extra space... We rescued two llamas. Yes, and here's you did. a picture of them. Oh, I love llamas. Oh, they're <gasps> so cute. One of my favorite old Sesame Street sketches was me and my llama went out in our pajamas. We're going to the dentist today. And, and she takes her llama to the <laughs> dentist. And, Don't be frightened. I'll be right beside you. Oh, it's just... I I know every listener is going to agree with this. The amount of shit you have in your head, these random things that you remember, (laughs) is amazing. It's not in any way judged. I'm in in awe of how much you actually pop culture references, your memories of stuff. I'm like, I don't remember anything before my 30s. Like, it's all blacked out. I blew my friend away the other day, who was just telling a story about a funny Saturday Night Live skit he saw back in the 80s with Mel Gibson about a cowboy who instead of carrying a gun or a knife he carried bottles of acid and he threw acid on people (laughs) and I was like dude it's Josh Acid and then I go right into the he doesn't use a gun he doesn't use a knife he throws acid on people that's how he takes a life oh my god and he's looking at me like how how in the world I know a few I mean I remember some SNL skits but yeah maybe we know different ones I doubt it (laughs) All right. More good news. This comes from Kurt. Pronouns he and him. Good news. In June, my wife's job in travel was eliminated. (laughs) It makes me laugh every time. Okay. She drew unemployment for a few weeks while looking for work. She started doing a as needed or PRN at the hospital and trained in several areas. The past two months, she has been doing data entry in the vaccine clinic and last was offered two permanent positions. Yay. Choices. Choices. Attaches my pod pet tax, the cat. The cats are outdoor farm cats, but they like to take over the mudroom when it gets real cold. Left to right are Amelia, TK, and Esther. The pooches are Chai and Kaiko, or maybe Kiko, but Kaiko, I think, in a moment of good behavior. <laughs> Apparently that doesn't happen a lot. And I included my cows. Oh. I just got over the summer. Something Ooh. new for pod pets. Oh, my God. I can't wait to scroll. Oh, my God. Look at the baby. Look at the dogs. We don't have any podcasts. And... Oh, the dogs' faces. Those are not just cows. Those are bulls. There are horns oh. on those babies. Oh, those are like the, the okay, like almost yak-ish, you know, the brown long fur, the fluffy cows with the horns. They're beautiful. Like the, like the oh, the kind that pull things. Oh, I'm like, I'm so like farm illiterate. I just realized I feel like I may have said something stupid. <laughs> now I'm going to embarrass myself even more. Bulls have horns, right? Cows don't have horns. <laughs> cows don't have, there's no cows with horns, right? I'm pretty sure you're correct. I think cows okay. do not have horns. Now, this could be a special breed that yes. I am unaware of, but they look like Texas Longhorns, but I, you know what? Well, I think Kurt would probably know and call them bulls if they were bulls, and Kurt calls them cows. So I just have to acquiesce to Kurt, just assume maybe these are cows with horns. I don't know. I feel like I'm high right or now. Or maybe it's a situation like, uh, you know, Eddie knows we call in the in the military we have giant ships. We call them boats. You know, just to it's just the there thing that we. So maybe maybe they just call these Texas Longhorn Angus motherfuckers. Maybe they just call them cows. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. They have a lot of hay to eat. Mm, yummy. 
Next up, from Manuel, pronouns he and him. Good news. While we survived 2020 and have much to be thankful for, it was a difficult year. Yeah. In April, I was furloughed from my job of 14 years. I started in the mailroom one year out of high school and worked my way to department director while earning my bachelor's and MBA. It was a welcome break at start at the start, and we initially thought my position would be reinstated at the end of summer. Enhanced unemployment and continued employer health care meant our finances were in good shape. With the furlough, I also qualified under the CARES Act to withdraw from my 401k without penalty, and I used the opportunity to pay off our mortgage. Oh, very good idea. In June, after a month of dealing with balance and migraine issues, my wife went in for an MRI. The test showed she had a subdural hematoma. And we were rushed to the ER to prep for surgery. Her first surgery went okay, but due to COVID restrictions, we were only allowed one 15-minute visit in person. The next day, she suffered seizures and was placed in a medically-induced coma. Oh, my God. After a second surgery, her recovery continued at a rehab hospital. She was home within two weeks, and I was glad to have time to spend with her and take her to her doctor visits and speech therapy. Cut to the week of Christmas. Still on furlough, interviewing for new jobs. I received the dreaded call from my VP letting me know my vacation would be permanent. Now for the good news. Two weeks and three interviews later with the same company, I got the job. A similar position in my previous role with a much larger company uh, and a slight pay increase. I started this week and I can tell you I will like my new team. Awesome. For pet tax, I've included pictures of my love bird... (laughs) Peach Head sharing a sushi dinner, though he liked to peach head. Though he liked to taste food from our dinner plates, I think he enjoyed the wooden chopsticks and my finger meat more. <gasps> Look at this baby. I can understand why the bird's called Peach Head. That is a very peach headed bird. <laughs> he, okay, so he's got a sushi roll in chopsticks, putting it in his mouth, and the bird is perched on the other end of the chopsticks. That's incredible. It's a fantastic picture. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm sorry that so much had to go through to get to the joy, but I'm I'm glad that your job interviewing, all of that started to come up. It's some of these stories, they really shake me because I, you know, I have my bad days and then I read some of this and I know we're not supposed to compare to other people, but it really puts life in perspective sometimes when you get to hear about what other people are experiencing. So I want to thank you for that. Mm, Absolutely. All right, this next one comes from Mike M, pronouns he and him. Tuesday night's episode of Jeopardy had a squid pro quo category featuring squid theme answers. Squid ink pasta, 20,000 leagues under the sea, etc. I giggled every time the category came up. I don't know if you have a fan on the Jeopardy writing staff who snuck in an MSW callback or there's kismet and squid puns, but I'm delighted by either. For Pod Pet Tax, I've included a couple pictures of our beagle Bandit. He's a mischief maker who's helped keep us sane through the pandemic. Bandit is very, very cute. That third photo. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Now... Mike M, I'll tell you what, if it was in fact a Muller She Wrote fan, I think a better category would have been Squid Pro Crow, where all the answers have to do with squids or crows. I think that probably would have been closer, but I love this. I got so many messages about this category on Jeopardy. Uh, it warms my heart. That's an old that's an old uh, inside joke over uh, on the Muller She Wrote thing, Dana, just so you know. I figured, I figured. You smart. Uh, next up, Irish Granny, good and plenty. Okay, Beastie Boys, call back. From Irish <laughs> <I> Granny, <told> you. <laughs> pronouns herself. Good news. I've used a quarantine to develop my physical abilities, and I've learned to read tarot cards by watching readers on YouTube. I was inspired by you, AG. I have felt such a need to do something during this political chaos. However, medical necessity requires that my husband and I have been in 100% lockdown since last February. I've listened to you since the early days, and thanks to you, read the entire Mueller report twice my family is sick of listening to my political rants yeah i'm with you i'm with you granny i finally had an epiphany and thanks to the inspiration of you guys i started my own youtube channel irish granny tarot i do political tarot readings i'm just getting started and don't even have 100 subscribers but if i can reach even one person and motivate them to become politically engaged i will feel like i have succeeded and it's thanks to you guys meanwhile your info and hilarity give me motivation to do my dreaded daily seven-mile walk. Well, almost every day. I really am an Irish granny, immigrated as a child, and as they say in my home country, yeah. Oh, Guru Mayagat. Okay. Guru Mayagat. Thank you. That. What does it mean? I don't know. Okay, now I have to look, look it up. up. Here we go. I'm going to do it now while you read the next one. All right. 
I knew I was going to get this. I feel like you planned it this way, but either way, I am so excited to read this one. This is anonymous, so no pronouns given. An unexpected pleasant side benefit of finally moving past my sexual assault is my new interest in sex. My wonderful hubby of 40 years and I have had a good sex life, but my history caused some problems. The hubby and I joke now that I'm like a born-again virgin. He, too, is enjoying my newfound interest. We are flirting, necking, enjoying other adult stuff. He is now in charge of assessing my undergarments. He determines if they are granty panties or the good ones. Granny. Granty. (laughs) Oh, my granny panties. Granny. (laughs) Granny panties are the good ones. Uh, I doubt I will ever be comfortable with BDSM, but a little slap and tickle. Well, it's all good. I have no pets, but I have a Grammy Z. She is COVID free after a year of self-quarantine with us. One vaccination complete and is now a reformed MAGA. That's even better. Blessings and love to you and all the beans. Mm. Okay, so the reason... Wait, AG, the reason I'm giggling is because I'm very glad that they have found their new sex life. There's a little slap and tickle. Well, Granny Z is living with them and has been quarantined with them for the last year. So I hope maybe she's a little... Maybe her hearing isn't as good as it used to be, but if it is... Good for all of you. Yeah, they go. They tiptoe in, pull the pull the battery out of the hearing aid pack, and then like, <laughs> all right, it's on. Um, I'm oh. I'm excited for Anonymous to hear her submission today, along with the Margaret Show interview interview that we just did. So that is uh, that is good times right there. And look at Grammy Z. I love it. I love it. Thank you for your vulnerability. I do love that this is anonymous, but there is legit a picture of her with her mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I love Grammy Z. Look at this. This is so great. Me too. They're both very happy. All right. Finally, from anonymous pronouns, they and them. Hello, beanies. This is a kudos for DG for your comments during the hot notes section of the February 10th show. Thank you for not kink shaming ass play. Sucking ass and other forms of play involved in the aft section can be a wonderful thing with the right partner. Just wanted to drop a note about that. Love the show. From anonymous pronouns, they and them. You are very welcome. I just figure at this point in my life, like if you're getting some, as long as no kids or animals are getting hurt, have a good time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't want adults getting hurt either, but you know what I mean. Except for the fact that the the dildo trash pickup party didn't make it into (laughs) this particular episode. This is like the sex episode. It totally. This is serendipitous because no one knew. No one, these these submissions didn't know what Margaret was going to talk about. This is fantastic. No, and this happens all the time. We have like these weeks of, or days or shows that have, that just end up being themed and it's just, it works out so perfectly. Y'all are prescient. And I think, you know, for years after years of putting beans on things and speculating about Mueller investigation stuff, I think you've become psychic. I think we've we've trained each other to actually be able to see into the future. I think that's uh, those those are my beans. I'm sticking to them. I'll take it. I think you're probably onto something anyway. Awesome. Well, that's the show. Thank you again. Don't forget to join Dana and me. Ha-ha! Yes, that's my on girl! The st- on the stereo app this Thursday at 5, e- uh, five Pacific, 8 Eastern. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, we've got a lot. we got a lot to talk about, and uh, we need each other. So I hope that we see you there. Uh, I, I appreciate you very much. Anything else you want to add, Dana? No, I mean, if you're watching the impeachment hearing like we are, remember to just take some breaks, go outside and get some fresh air and just sort of refuel your tank because this is a lot for any empathic, loving human being to absorb. So just give yourself some time, okay? 100% agree. Could not agree more. Thank you so much, Dana. This has been wonderful. I will see you tomorrow and everybody else. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been AG. And I've been DG. Refried beans. I like refried beans. The Daily Beans is directed, written, and hosted by executive producer Allison Gill and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Audio. Staff writers include Dana Goldberg, Amy Carrero, and Allison Gill. Our copy is written by Jesse Egan, and our marketing manager, executive assistant, and social media director is Kanai. Fact-checking and research by Allison Gill, Dana Goldberg, and Amy Carrero. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder of Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>